1: It's Moon,
0: P. Jug, and Hobbs, I guess. Hobbs. Hobbs is here again. <laughs> she
1: didn't want to be Hobbs. She's Hobbs. She has no choice. Okay. So, this is episode four of the podcast. So damned excited that this thing is growing like wildfire. Uh, it's out of control. So, I mean, we could be at like 100 downloads this year if we keep working really hard at it. Maybe.
0: <laughs> is, this, is this your version of working hard? It's good to see.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we covered a lot of stuff uh, the last three uh, episodes. But, you know, the thing that we didn't cover was having a guest on. We were thinking, who could we be the first guest? The Tom Bernard Podcast Network is where we're featured. And so because of that, I asked Tom – And this guy never returns his calls. (laughs) I don't know if he's some kind of a diva or what his thing is. Okay. Because I call him, I text him, nothing. And then other times, boom, there he is. And I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, I asked Tom, have no idea with him. And I'm thinking who's number two, Stacy Matthews. Okay. I'm thinking my old partner, I should, I should do that. So then uh, I called Stacy. and She didn't answer Okay so, okay. so you're going to make gonna, our guest feel bad. Dave Dahl. Five, Eyewitness News. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Retired and happily retired.
1: So here's one thing that's really weird. I have YouTube TV and it's very odd when you're uh, at times streaming a program when a frame will freeze and you get a, a picture of a television anchor or a performer, with their mouth in some kind of a weird, <laughs> you know, mouth thing going on or whatever, and then I notice on Five Eyewitness News, your picture is still on all their stuff, and you've been gone for a long time.
2: Yeah, I'll be dead. Still have it up there.
1: And I do think people really wonder. You know, Dave Doll. I've watched him forever, and now what is he doing? And we need to catch up. I mean, uh, it's been a while. Uh, you know, you've been busy. I understand you're doing some uh, voiceovers and commercials.
2: Yeah, doing a little bit of work and I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, did my first one came out with Tice Haas Builders and very good company and love the people there. And now I'm with uh, something that I'm more familiar with and that's cremation.
1: <laughs>
2: the Cremation Society of Minnesota. I created those commercials. They're not on the air yet, but they're going to be.
1: I am so jazzed. Now, here's the thing about cremation. We need to talk about this. Okay. When you hear the cremation society uh, commercials, you know, they talk about the percentages of people that now choose cremation over traditional burial. We've had, you know, deaths in the family as of late, and we had to pay big money for a casket and all this other stuff. And, you know, if you do the cremation society or just cremation in general, you save a bunch of money, I'm having cigars thrown in with me when I go into the burner. Uh, and, and who knows what else I may have with me that might start on fire as well. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I, I am going to get cremated as well. And I just for those reasons.
1: Can I get a deal through you? Can I mention Dave Dahl and get some kind of a bargain? <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, I could do my best to get you a bargain.
1: Hey, As a matter of fact, it's strange that you should be talking about the places, uh, Dave, that you actually have uh, started doing commercials for. And if they do, uh, you know, hear, you know, that you're doing this uh, as a company owner and they'd like to reach you so that you could do stuff for them. Who? How do they reach you now?
2: Very easy. If uh, Can I put my, uh, boy, should I put my email out there?
1: Absolutely. If you don't mind a few weirdos.
2: Yes, yeah, I'll we'll probably get a few of those, but it's just <laughs> Dave W. Doll at iCloud.com.
1: Dave W. Doll at iCloud.com.
2: Guess what the W stands for, Moonman? William. No, Wallace. It was my dad's middle name. And it was my uncle's name was Wally. Wally, Wally, Wally. So they called me Wally Doll for a long time. Getting back to creation, Moonman, you're going to probably have a cigar box as your urn.
1: I want seven clear plexiglass cubes all with the Nebraska Cornhuskers logo. And I want the tops to be vented so my ashes can breathe. I know that sounds odd. Do you know that I have some very weird things that I have set up after I pass Dave, you want to hear them real quick?
2: Yeah, I'd love it. I love to hear this.
1: I have seven trips planned for my family members and they each get a chance to take me uh, in part to wherever I loved, so there'll be a trip to Grand Cayman. There'll be a trip to Vancouver. There'll be a cruise. I mean, you know, all these different things. Margaritaville down in Key West, down on Duval Street, uh, maybe in New Orleans, Las Vegas, the Strip. All of these, uh, you know, places. Can I get custom urns through the Cremation Society?
2: Oh, they have everything for you, and they they will really take care of you. It's the Cremation Society of Minnesota, by the way, and that, they're fantastic. And uh, they will, they'll make anything for you, trust me.
1: So I have a headstone that when someone walks by, a hologram of me comes, a, you know, lights up <laughs> and I flip them off.
2: <laughs> right? That's pretty funny.
1: So, Dave, we were talking about, you know, companies that you might do TV commercials for. And I mean, early in your broadcasting, uh, afterlife if that's what you're in right now (laughs) right you know you're already doing the cremation society so i've got some other ones i want to throw at you okay okay would you do crest white strips yes and really who wouldn't it's gonna make you look better would you do monostat
2: (laughs) (laughs) probably not
1: how about a home pregnancy test
2: i've had seven kids no i yeah i I might you know what it's hard to say no to anything dave is
0: just the pregnancy test he just shows up and he's like that looks pregnant she looks knocked up
1: fantasy gifts yeah as you're driving 35 north into the twin cities from wherever you were in iowa or wherever uh, one of the first uh, images you have of the twin cities are huge fantasy gift uh billboards have you seen them yes i have. welcome to the twin cities we're ready to party (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right how about marijuana edibles sure what flavor do you like dave <laughs> that's a loaded question so to yes, speak strawberry <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: tell us a little bit about what uh what else you've been doing uh, have you got the boat ready to go
2: now the boat has been sold
1: got rid of the boat
2: uh the last year that i had it I spent like ten thousand for the slip and for the you know winterizing and then getting it ready for summer summerizing. I spent ten grand, right? I used the boat three times. Oh no! I every time I pulled out of the dock, it was thirty three hundred. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a little bit much. So yeah, I just sure. decided, you know what? I've got other things that are going on. I like to ride my motorcycle. When it's a good day for boating, it's a good day for cycling. So I do that. I've got a lot of things going on.
1: Are you going to go to Sturgis and uh, be at the super spreader again, or is that over?
2: I may go again sometime. I went for the 75th anniversary. That was my last time I went. I stayed at Buffalo Chip. It was not a fun time. Very, very dirty place, but also um, it had, uh, you know, an hour and a half traffic getting in, an hour and a half getting out of the place. So you you waste three hours a day just trying to move.
1: Uh, Dave and I used to ride bikes together. Yes. You know, one of the things about Dave's chopper that was so cool was the gas tank, because you had this thing custom painted from what? The guys that do like the the chopper shows?
2: Well, yeah. gun. Well, they were called the gunslingers, and they actually started in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, but then they moved to Colorado Springs, and that's where I had the bike done. Uh, perfect. Those guys were awesome, very talented, and they do a lot of bikes, and uh, they put them in shows and stuff, but that was my my love, of course, chasing weather. So it had tornado on the tank and then a lot of lightning, you know, actual pictures that were taken of the lightning and stuff in Minnesota and Wisconsin.
1: And it couldn't have been cheap.
2: Uh, you know, it was a little bit pricey, but I, it, it was worth it because I've had it since 2007. So I've had it for 14 years.
1: You know, we're talking to Chief Meteorologist of Five Eyewitness News, Dave Dahl. Uh, we worked together forever. We've got uh, Hobbs in the back corner over there. You still awake, Hobbs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now going back to Sturgis for a second, don't you yes. perform at Sturgis? I did once.
0: I that, did at yeah.
2: the
1: Buffalo Chip, Dave.
2: She's amazing. Yeah. It you was the that- only
0: place that was air conditioned. And that was the only reason why we had a crowd. The dude in front of me, he played guitar. Anytime someone would wander in, he would just point at the men's room. Like he knew that's what they wanted. <laughs> You're not here to see us. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> okay. And then P. Jug wants to go get some more wine. Okay. Kirkland, she's doing commercials for Kirkland's. <laughs> yes.
0: Kirkland. Well, can we just shout out sponsorships we want? Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay
1: we're early here in the podcast, we have no clients of any sort. All right. So, what you can do is if you want to just start plugging away, just go for it.
2: No, the Cremation Society might be the first.
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay, guys, we'll be right back. Moon, P Jug, and Hobbs. So, I love how we're always surprised when someone's drunk in a bar. We're actually shocked. We're like, look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. Moon, P. Jugg, and Hobbs. And we're back with episode four guest Dave Dahl. He was the chief meteorologist of f- 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 Five Eyewitness News. One of the things we've always talked to Dave Dahl about is the number of children he has spawned. And uh, Dave, how many kids do you have? Seven. Seven kids. So I thought we could do our very first edition of who has more kids. So what I'm going to do is Dave, <laughs> I'm going to give you the name of an actor, actress, rock star, whatever. Oh, okay. You have to figure out who has more kids. You ready? Ready. Let's start with Angelina Jolie. Who has more kids? Dave, Dollar, Angelina.
2: You want me to answer that?
1: Yeah. What do you think?
2: I have more kids.
1: You do. You have more kids than Angelina Jolie, and everybody <laughs> jokes about how many she has. Now yours weren't adopted, right?
2: Nope. I i do have one stepchild.
1: Okay. Are you gonna have any more?
2: Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> He's doing ads for the cremation society. Do you <laughs> <Yeah>. really think? <laughs> <laughs> no. He said he did the whole pregnancy <laughs> test thing, but that was kind of a lark,
2: I believe. Uh. <laughs>
1: Marlon Brando, who has more kids? Dave Dollar Marlon Brando.
2: Marlon Brando. Yep.
1: How many does he have? 15 kids with a whole bunch of different wives.
2: Marlon Brando. He's, yeah, he's quite a guy. He's a stud.
1: Clint Eastwood, who has more kids?
2: I'm going to say Clint.
1: You guys are tied at seven. How about yeah. Mick Jagger, head of the Rolling Stones?
2: <laughs> I think I have more.
1: He has one more than you, so you got to get busy. He has mick
2: uh,
1: Mick's got eight kids. How about Eddie Murphy?
2: I think he has more kids.
1: He's out, he's outdone you, Dave. Ten, he's got 10. Yeah. So, the ages of your children, what does it range from the youngest to the oldest then?
2: Um, my oldest is a 47. Then I have a 46 year old. Then I have a 27 year old, 26 year old. Another 26 year old is my stepchild, my stepdaughter, 18 year old, and a 13 year old.
1: So every two decades, whether he needs to or not, Dave decides, <laughs> Dave decides oh to get God. busy. Mel Gibson or Dave Dahl, who's got more kids? Mel Gibson. Yep, he's got nine. Wow, I just can't imagine. You know how every all the kids always yell shotgun when they're trying to get in the car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine having nine, nine kids do that. Is there anything you want to know from uh, Hobbs or I? Or PJ? You can ask us questions, too.
2: I miss you guys. Terribly. I miss Grant, too, as well. He's up there. Um, but I miss just the fact that you guys go so well together. You know, uh, Bangs and Moon, you know, I loved the conversations that you have because you're both on the same plane as far as I'm concerned. Hobbs, I know you're you're still doing stand-up, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love it. And it's I, I, one of my favorite things. We went to one of our uh, crack Barrel, crack barrel winery.
0: Yes, I love that place in
2: Wisconsin. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And uh, we know the owners there, but you guys did such a great job that night. I, I wet my past three times. You know, that's that's usually. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I think I smell another sponsor.
2: A- <laughs> Depends. Yes. Yeah.
1: Depends. 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 Yeah.
0: Dave is beloved, though, by the comedians. It's funny when Dave comes to a comedy show, all the comics want selfies with Dave.
2: Not the other way around. They're all like, I got to get a picture with Dave. You guys are great. And it's just, uh, it's been a riot. I know that I've missed a couple of your latest things that you've done, but I would love to keep up with uh, going around town and seeing where you're at. And then Moon Man, uh, obviously, what are you doing, Moon, other than uh, making people laugh?
1: You know, because I was such a high risk for COVID, I stayed home like all the time. We haven't really been anywhere uh, and we haven't done anything. This was so awesome. Last weekend we finally got to absence. We've all had our vaccinations now, and we've all done our 14-day extra little thing. We were all cool to get together and, and we had a late Easter dinner. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, the only one that didn't show is my daughter, and she's grounded, even though she's 20. The thing about it was it was just so, you know, nice to get a hug. Yeah, you know, we're really looking forward to the fire pit season and we want to have everybody over because, you know, you just heard from the CDC and Joe Biden. Hey, it's okay now. Everybody's got their shots. Now, Dave, you didn't get your shots because you had uh, COVID, right?
2: Yeah, I had COVID last August and um, I've just decided that uh, friends of mine have had uh, COVID and the shot and they've had some reaction. You know, I'm not saying that it's universal and it's probably very uncommon, but. You know, I just thought I probably got pretty good immunity. You know, I'm an old duck. Um, <laughs> going to be 67, but I I feel pretty healthy, and I'm working out every day. and I've been doing kick kickboxing because my girlfriend owns the Farrell's Kickboxing Extreme Body Shaping gym in Hudson, Wisconsin. So I've been doing that every day, and that keeps me healthy. And I think it's keeping, you know, my system strong. I'm just going to hope and pray that. Uh, You know i've I've got enough immunity for it
1: well and then you had a couple of bouts with cancer not that long ago either and you got through that good
2: yeah a lot of a lot of skin cancer i'm a fair-skinned swede we get skin cancer fairly easily and i was out on the boat or on the motorcycle all the time so i got a lot on my face i had some melanoma on my face that grew fairly fast but they took care of it can we get another plug-in for dermatology consultants Julie Kronk is is my doctor.
0: Where would either of you guys be without your wives? I know. <laughs> Where was the thing, honey? The thing. When it's I had the, the face, you know. And then she knows instantly. She probably knows the address.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and see, I'm telling you, if we could just get a dollar from everybody that we mentioned, right, As a, as a business... Just $1 is all we ask from you. Okay. So today we probably got up to what, 20 bucks? Well, how many, people,
0: how many I, people listen to this podcast nobody, anyway? Nobody.
2: That's <laughs> no, a lot of fun. A lot of things going on with uh, the cancer. I think I've got that pretty much under control, though, thanks to dermatology consultants.
1: I had about a skin cancer of a year and a half or two years ago, and it was about the size of a dime, and it was right by my ear. And it was from playing golf and riding motorcycles. That's oh. all I ever did. We didn't ever wear sunblock. This thing is the size of a dime. I end up with 28 stitches in my face. I yeah. mean, they have to kind of make it wider so that the stitches, you know, the, and the, incision the yeah, yeah. So they, uh, they make sure they get it all and all of that. And I remember with, I was working with, uh, uh our doctor here, Dr. Zabel, uh, in Lakeville. And while he's stitching up my face, I'm like, okay, I've been counting. I think that's almost seven. How many stitches you got left? And he's like, well, he goes, we got a few here. We'll we'll get her done. But half an hour later, I'm like, okay, are we getting close? And what numbers? What's the number? He's like, well, you know, I could see, see, we got a little bit left. And I'm like, well, for the love of
2: God, wrap it up, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. The next thing you know, 28 stitches later. But I mean, you can't even really tell that I even had anything.
2: Yeah. And I think the the hardest thing for a lot of folks, uh, they don't think they've they've got a problem and they don't realize it, they don't see it. Uh, And it grows and you look at yourself every day and you don't realize that it's growing. Well, mine started out like a pencil eraser and got up to the size of a quarter on my cheek. Which cheek was it? It was this cheek. And um, yeah, and they they stitched me up with a ton of stitches too. And uh, Moon, you look fantastic. You know, after that stitch job,
1: did you know I had an eye lift? No, I did have an eye lift. I was How gonna me? I was
2: gonna
0: bust you. Yeah, brought so young right now.
1: I had some pretty droopy eyelids. Uh, because of that, uh, when I did a little bit of research, they say that droopy eyelids uh, can actually impair your vision for driving and this and that and the other thing. And so they said, you know, you should go ahead and look into having an eye lift. And I looked and it was medically covered. So then I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If I'm going to do the tops, might as well do the bottoms, okay? So I'm getting a complete eye lift. My boss told me I could not have the day off because it was elective surgery. I said, no, it's not. It's medical. I said, our insurance company from the company is paying for it. And he's like, not for the bottoms. And I said, yeah, but for the tops. And, you know, so we're going back and forth over whether I can get a, a day off or not. Well, anyway, he made me come to work. And I told him, I said, you don't want to see me like right now, okay? And uh, there was a band called Five for Fighting. You know, they had songs like 100 Years and Superman and a whole bunch of other ones. And John Androsik, the lead singer, was one of our best artists that ever performed at our station. I mean, the guy's just brilliant. And uh, he happened to be going to do an interview with us uh, the, the day after my eye lift, And because the boss wanted me to come in, I came in. And I was wearing sunglasses and here's this rock star that says, oh man, you, you think you're pretty cool, you know, wearing your shades indoors. So I took my glasses off and it literally looked like I had been beaten by every Vikings defensive tackle that's ever played the game. I mean, I was just brutalized with black eyes and swelling and, you know, blood. It was just a mess. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute today happens to be April 1st. So when we went on the air, I said that I was in my car on Cedar and Apple Valley when I pulled up at a stoplight and there was a father in a car next to me whose kid had gotten out of his car seat. And I said, I rolled my window down and said, Hey dude, your kid's out of his seat. And I said, the guy got out and he beat the crap out of me. (laughs) right oh my god moon so we had all of these pictures of me after my eye lift that we put on the website and we accused some guy in apple valley of beating me um, you know unmercifully and it was all an april fool's day trick and you would not believe how many people bought it it was awesome
0: this is also you covering your tracks from your boss and your, your, your elective surgery. Like, right. I mean, exactly.
1: But I got a bit out of it. Hey, I was trying to fill time for the love of God. Oh God. Uh,
0: time, filling breaks.
1: Now I've seen you do weird stuff on TV, you know, not, not like an April fool's day trick, but you've gotten in front of the green screen on like Halloween and done different weird things. Haven't you, Dave?
2: Yeah, all you have to do is wear something green and then uh, it doesn't show up. It disappears. So, yeah, I've worn wore a green suit. So just my head is bouncing around, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, the kids, the kids get a kick out of that. I think, uh, you know, some of the adults think I'm an idiot, but um, that, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, I've done some other things. I remember the time that um, I don't know if you remember Chris Canangla. He was an anchor right before you got into town, I think, uh, Moon. And he, Laughed so hard one night, he got up on top of the set, I was over in front of the green screen, and I was doing the um, homecoming for the Minnesota Gophers, and they had their big bonfire, right? And that was in the shot, and I was then transposed over that shot. And it looked like my ass was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It was unbelievable. So I look over at Chris Conangela and he's laying on the set laughing his ass off, you know? And um, so, yeah, that was probably the worst green screen experience that I've had. Yeah. Uh,
1: You know, another thing we want to do before you get out of here, because Dave's got uh, three or four generations of kids at sporting events today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we want to play a quick round of Dave's faves. Okay. So we're just going to throw some stuff at you. And Dave, you tell us what your fave is. To ask the uh, questions, here's p
0: Hey, Dave, what's yes. your favorite thing to do to pass your time in a, any given day?
2: I like to play poker. Uh, <laughs> and he's good at it. Well, no, I just like to play. But I guess, you know, on every given day, I, I think I I like to watch a series. I, I, I've gotten into all this series. I've watched, you know, Game of Thrones. I watched Ozark. Ozark was a great... I yeah, we
1: loved, we loved it. We and loved it's coming Ozark. back, too. That's awesome.
2: It, it is coming back. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: <laughs> have you ever seen Bosch, Dave? I have not. Okay, it's about an L.A. homicide detective. It is amazing. This guy is such a... Dud,
2: when how many seasons have there been i think that
1: one there was seven and of course for us we've been waiting for shameless to hit netflix because that's our favorite uh no matter what i mean we just loved it it was so dysfunctional and whacked
2: yeah shameless i like to my my favorite of all time was uh game of thrones and then i did watch a little bit of sopranos that okay that basically was you know one of the first series mm. that that I think made syndication, right? I don't know. Maybe there were more. Okay. Dave, what is your favorite restaurant in the twin cities? Oh my goodness. I'm going to tick off a lot of people here because I, (laughs) (laughs) you can name a few. I really, I'm going to, I'm going to name a few because there are a lot that are my favorites of all time. One is just a a little steak place down here in Stillwater and it's called Phil's Terra Hideaway. Great. I've heard of that. Um, lolo's and now hudson and stillwater lolo's okay. is a great place uh, my girlfriend loves the um ai tuna bowl it's, it's awesome no neck Tonies for a cocktail and also pretty good food they have good steak bites i like that my favorite wings are ray jays ray jays either in northeast or in um they also have one in woodbury
1: I've heard they're great
2: oh okay sounds great yeah. yeah if you really want a lot of uh, good meat though. You got to go. And I, and, and Hobbs told me how to say this correctly. Fogo de Shone I always thought it was Fogo de Chão. That's what I a thought. Lot of people call it that, but it's Fogo de Shone. And she oh. yelled at me one day and said, no, you're an idiot. You
0: No, I did not yell at you. Well, it was weird because it was, it was in the copy. They spelled, spelled it phonetically, but it's spelled it was in Italian. It's spelled like chow, yeah. but because it's a Brazilian steakhouse in Braz, in Brazilian, I guess it's pronounced "show." I don't know if that's correct, but yeah, we got complaints about that for weeks. They're like, "You're saying it wrong."
1: When I was in Houston, Texas, the family that started all the Fogo restaurants in the entire country landed in Houston, and they had on a street named Westheimer Street their first restaurant. And I thought, what a cool concept. I went in there, and I'm a meat-eating freak. There would be a lot of celebrities that would go there. And one time, after getting to know the manager pretty well, Uh, I took my family in and uh, I was trying to impress my mom and dad from Nebraska that, uh, you know, we were at this really super fancy place with all the meat in the world you could eat and even famous people eat there. So the manager brings out a picture of President Bush and uh, one of uh, a couple of big named Houston athletes. My son Trevor grabbed a tomato off somebody's salad for no apparent reason and squeezed it and the juice went all over their pictures. (laughs) right just random okay
0: (laughs) this is very random okay how did this how did this this become about you this is a break about what dave likes (laughs) it all roads lead back to you man one of
2: the first (gasps) places i went actually actually dined with moon was at photo it was uh, on avenue right and i I think that was one of the first places for your birthday i think we went there for a luncheon fantastic place
1: I remember that luncheon because I turned 50 and, and Stacy got me a cake that looked exactly like a massive Viagra tablet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a sponsorship. We can get another dollar there. That'd be good. Uh, <laughs> and you you didn't know this either about my love for Fogo. I worked for 10 months trying to be the very first one that ever ate at the restaurant at seventh and Edipon. I contacted their corporate people, the people, of the family I knew back in Texas, and I set it up and they kept changing the opening date because when you're a food place, you know, the grills have to be perfect and everything has to be ready before you open for that first go round, right? Because first impressions, long lasting, especially in the restaurant industry. Uh, so anyway, I get it set up and what happened was that six months earlier, I had agreed to take one of our KS 95 for kids, kids to a Timberwolves game, right? Right. So I now have something I've been working on for 6 months or taking a kid that's got cancer to a basketball game. What do you think I did?
0: You ate.
1: <laughs> you for sure ate. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, no. ate. I right. did not. I took the kid to the game for the love of beat. <laughs> <You laughs> no, we actually had a heck of a good night that night, but I did. I did a couple of days later, go to Fogo and it was awesome. Okay. Back to Dave's faves. I'm shutting up. Okay.
0: okay Dave, who's your favorite network anchor?
2: My favorite of all time. was uh, David Brinkley.
0: Yeah. He was, he was brilliant.
2: He was amazing. Um, and I guess more recently it would be, um, Tom broke He had a lot of things going on that, people wouldn't agree with, you know, obviously, but I'm not going to get into that. I just think he was very good.
1: Favorite triple X movie.
2: And I'm going to be very honest here, Moon. I've never been to one. Really? I've never been to it. I'm sorry.
1: I'll send you a link.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, be be careful. That Moon <laughs> sends you. Moon at work would always get in trouble because he would always click on the on the clickbait, the the, the fake emails that, yeah, that like was, he would, he's like, oh wait, someone just wants my social security number, date of birth, and <laughs> uh, my <laughs> middle name for my rewards program at oh, a motel. And it's like, <laughs> nope, don't trust it. Funny yeah. stuff.
2: Favorite board game? Sequence.
1: Never played that.
2: How does that play? It's it's pretty good game. We modify the rules a little bit and uh, take off clothes instead of putting on chips. No, I'm just kidding.
0: The old doll household, I like it.
2: It's it's pretty good where we have to do two intersecting sequences rather than just one that, you know, it extends the game, makes it go a little bit longer and I just love it. It's it's kind of a little bit of strategy, a lot of luck.
1: What's your favorite sports team, Dave?
2: Minnesota Twins by far. I As a cool. kid, I grew up, went out, to met stadium my dad took me out to the bleachers we we get there very early so that we could run in as soon as they opened up the gates we'd run in and get the best seats and they're all just bleachers basically back then we were out in left field yeah i just loved them i, I loved Earl batty you know carmen killabrew bob ellison uh sally's uh, you know they're, they're all awesome
1: all right dave what's your favorite podcast
2: <laughs> this one
1: yay! <laughs> yay you got it right Blue, yay, yay. And Hobbs. I was going to say, does he know the name of it? <laughs> now, you ask a question about P-Jug. What was your question?
2: Well, my question was, how did she get that nickname? That isn't her name, obviously.
1: Well, you know, in the, the radio show, she was called Pee Wee.
2: Yes. Then I went to P-Jug after Pee Wee.
1: And then I went to P-Jug. Uh, have you ever seen a portable urinal?
2: Portable Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a P-Jug. If you go to the Tom Bernard podcast, you'll see a picture for this podcast featuring in a very prominent view, a pee jug next to my face. Uh, And that was when I was in the hospital at one time. And I was thinking, what a great word. And wouldn't that be an awesome radio or television name i mean you hear about mud flap and you hear about oh my god <laughs> you know stuff like that
0: so I'm i didn't thinking, realize Teach. that was i didn't realize that was what the picture was of is yeah. that you, is that what i saw you laying like on something
1: yeah it's a it's a portable urinal
0: oh my god
1: right i can't believe but, i'm
0: associating but, myself with it's good thing i am hobbs i'm not using my real name <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding
2: well we have many of those at our house is yeah, that okay we, to say
1: yeah that's fine to say mm-hmm. and yeah. here's the thing in order to um kind of decorate the website and i think you're going to be seeing these things soon there's going to be moon p jug and hobbs t-shirts only in 4xl at this time <laughs> Uh or we can get the tiny ones. And and then you're gonna be able to buy your own moon pea jug and Hobbs pea jugs. Uh, but they're gonna be decorated. They're gonna have faces on them. Uh, yeah, because I have a friend Ew. who's a, yeah. I have a friend who's a designer. Well, you don't I don't want like oh my face on that. Some night after you've had too much to drink, you're gonna walk into a room and that pea jug is uh, gonna look you right in the eye oh and you're gonna have a life altering evening. Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. We've had a lot of fun uh, today talking with Dave Dahl. You've been watching his weather forecast and what excellent coverage of severe weather over all these years, keeping us safe. And, uh, you know, it was always something that uh, I thought that our company hung their hats on was Dave Dahl's weather forecast. And if you look at, you know, right now, they've got Wren uh, that's doing the 10 o'clock. You got Ken Barlow now, the chief meteorologist. He's the early guy. Uh, yeah. Are you missing it, Dave?
2: I am. I'm missing the people. I, I don't miss the the grind. And I, you know, a couple times I've said to people that have been around me, it's so much fun to watch a thunderstorm and actually watch it and enjoy it, rather than have to be in work. And you know, I get to sit back and watch a, a thunderstorm and enjoy it now. I miss the people, though. I really miss. All you guys, you know, that's that's the thing that I miss the most about, um, because it was my life for 43 years. I mean, literally, that's all I did was drive into. I loved work, you know, and, I, and obviously I was there for many many hours. I, I miss the people. I don't miss the grind,
1: you know, because of my health situation and a couple of different reasons. I wasn't able to actually go there the last day. Dave was working there. I had a cake prepared specially for you, Dave. Now, did you have any kind of a little party or anything?
2: Yeah, we did. We had cupcakes, not a cake. Well, there actually, there was a cake there, too. But um, your cake didn't make it to my little party, right?
1: No, you didn't get it, Dave. But, man, you'd love the cake because it was uh, you standing in front of a green screen holding a pea jug, okay? <laughs> and the cake, all the cake said was, eat this in remembrance of me.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Very good.
2: Well, I love you. I love you guys. Thanks for Dave doll, everybody. Yay! It was fun.
1: Moon P jug and Hobbs. You know, this podcast you have no idea of where we are headed next. Right now, Hobbs is taking us into the dark. You love a good Florida story. Absolutely. Florida man story is the best.
0: Right. And uh you love to talk about weddings because you've had several, right? A bunch you know what? This is a very innovative couple. I think her fella proposed and they wanted to get married somewhere beautiful, somewhere memorable, something to really capture the romantic spirit of their unique relationship. And, um, what they decided was to get married at this very expensive mansion in Florida. Here's the problem. Um, the man who owned the mansion was, did not give them permission to get there, to get married there. Uh, He woke up uh, Sunday morning and people started arriving on his property, setting up catering tents, uh, a little thing for them to walk through and do their vows, the whole bit. He's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. What's happening? Well, there are people with with the address on the invitations, the whole bit. Well, apparently, after some digging, what they found out was... The man who proposed had gone through this mansion on an open house for a real, like a real estate tour a couple months before The property was vacant. So they assumed because there was no furniture in it, that no one lived there. Well, in fact, the man who owned the property lived there. He just lived in another building on the, on the estate and was keeping that vacant because it was for sale. So yeah, they legitimately planned a wedding, set everything up, mailed out invitations, to a place they had not gotten permission to use
1: to get married. Here's another thing that we discussed a little bit uh, away from the microphones. You know, because of the name of this podcast is Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. If people uh, would search for your name or for my name, when I was back on the air, uh, they would not be able to find us. Because Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs is not affiliated with Moon, KS-95, or uh, it could be Bangs, Tiffany, Norton, or Hobbs, (laughs) any of those either. So I think whoever came up with a name for this podcast should be mm-hmm. reprimanded. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's me. Right. The marketing
0: <laughs> the marketing genius that is, we're going to make a podcast that is absolutely unsearchable. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> and we're going to take it to the darkest corner of the internet. You know what? Those WikiLeaks people are going to start messing with us. They're going to be like, there's something going on.
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to be like a QAnon
1: or something. Oh I don't know. You can't be cool if you're too massive people. <laughs>
0: That's it. Well, that's it. We're very selective.
1: Keeping the show down the down low.
0: There was a Japanese man who was recently arrested for simultaneously dating 35 women to get birthday gifts. (laughs) 35 different women. Yes. It's not against the law in Japan to date 35 women. It is, however, it is illegal um, to kind of be lying to them and trying to perform basically uh, fraud. Apparently, the women in total gave him about a hundred thousand yen in gifts, which sounds really impressive. But in um, American dollars, it's only seven hundred sixty six dollars of a smaller birthday gifts, money and clothing. Well, here's what happened. He would tell each one of these women that his birthday was on a different date. So it wasn't telling 35 people, hey, like your birthday is St. Patrick's Day moon, right? So 35 people want to give you a gift on St. Patrick's Day. That's not fraudulent. It's your birthday. This guy would just say his birthday was like every two weeks to different people. (laughs) So he would constantly have a flow of gifts. And how he got busted is one woman started talking to another one. She found another one. They formed a support group, and then they did a class action lawsuit against this guy.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is I can see where people could think they could get away with it. For me, because I have a burning desire to be um, noticed, I have a Facebook birthday on March 17th, my real birthday. Six months later, I have a fake Facebook birthday Mm-hmm. And I sometimes will get two or three hundred Facebook, uh, you know, birthday messages. And then only about 10 percent of them will say, wait a minute, was it your birthday just a couple of months ago? Right. Does any of that make any sense?
0: Yeah, it does. For you, it
1: does. <laughs> it, all, it all makes sense for you. Yeah. Good. I'm glad somebody knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. We got to take a short break. Moon, P Jug and Hobbs organic food that's so expensive. Organic food, at one point in time, was just called food. It was just called food, and then they modified food, and they were like, well, we can't call this modified food. So we'll call modified food, food, and food, organic food. Now you got to make a real decision with yourself when you go to the grocery store. Like, do I want the good strawberries? They're $5. Or do I want the modified
2: strawberries? That are huge, too. They're pulsating in the package. You can't even close the lid. They're picking fights with blueberries beside them. But they're
1: $1.75. It's been a rough month. I hope these strawberries don't attack my kids. Moon P. Jug and Hobbs, and we want to keep you up to date on everything that's important in life.
0: Uh, this is kind of a fun news story. Uh, there was a... A challenge issued a while ago online, speaking of Facebook, uh, by this young man who was bored during the pandemic. And his name is Josh and Josh Swain. And he's a 22 year old college student. Josh decided to basically call out other Joshes on the Internet and challenge them to a fight for ultimate Josh dominance. For someone to ultimately claim the name of the one true Josh. This happened in your home state of Nebraska.
1: Yeah, they got a lot of time there.
0: Well, here's the thing. It was just supposed to be kind of a lark and something kind of funny. Hundreds of people showed up for the battle of the Joshes. And what they would do is they had it in several stages. Like first, if it was like Josh Johnson would fight other Josh Johnsons. And then, you know, it was like a bracket type deal. Right. And then they'd have different competitions where they had duels with pool noodles and things like that. Right. Um, But ultimately there was a King Josh crowned and the victor of the competition was a four-year-old boy who was coronated with his very own Burger King crown.
1: It was awarded to Joshua Winston Jr.
0: Oh, that's a great story.
1: Isn't that cute? Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. We had a lot of fun talking with Dave Dahl earlier today. Uh, you, now we have to have another guest. Weren't you working on Bill Burr that's going to be out at uh, Mystic Lake? What do you mean working on? Oh, you uh, mean try to
0: try and... to get him onto the show? Yeah. The that the he you just podcast. said is unsearchable? the one that no one can find I'm sure he'd love to power down (laughs) and come and talk to us I'll be like oh yeah no no that's the right podcast it's the one where our host is laying across a uh uh, a thing that you use to relieve yourself in the hospital yes join us
1: (laughs) that's a good one that is a good one it's time to end the podcast it's time to shut off the mics it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes you need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes why do you always listen i guess we'll never know a fat guy in a wheelchair what the does he know it's time to end the podcast it's time to get some likes Go to your computer, type it in, you're gonna win. We are out of lyrics in Boopie Jug and Hobbs.